0: Good morning, gentlemen. We're on Vav Amid 6B. We're going to start right in the middle of the page. Um, actually, we're going to start about seven lines from the top. You'll see why. We're going to start a famous debate, and the name of the debate is called Tuma Hutra Betzibur. And uh, what it means is that uh, we usually the bad guy is Tuma. Tuma is impure. We don't want something impure. But occasionally, uh, when the community needs to move forward, you have impurity in the way. And what we're going to learn is that there are certain cases where uh, in the last minute, if something's impure, it still could be allowed if it's for the community. Tuma hutra b'tzibor. The question is going to be, once you have that leniency, how far do you take it? Is it hutra, which means mutter, totally okay, or is it? in certain circumstances, it's pushed off, but it's not okay. And in other words, and it's, so the question is going to be really, uh, and we'll see many differences as we begin. But uh, that's the question: is how chilled can we be about uh, tumah betzibur? So the it started from the following in the Mishnah. We learnt in the Mishnah that we separate the Kohen Gadol from his house. He has to leave his wife, and he has to go to the special residence on the Temple Mount to get ready for Yom Kippur. But uh, people would visit him there. People would go to teach him the service, and uh, he could. Have, it's not like he was in jail. He just was on the Temple Mount. So the question is the following. Vaad shah tamafishim etumus beso, Uh, If we're keeping him separate uh, from his wife, now, there's really nothing wrong with being with one's wife other than a a slight chance that she could menstruate in the middle, and uh, obviously they wouldn't try to do that, Uh, but we avoid that because we want to avoid any kind of impurity. Well, if that's true, we're trying to avoid any kind of impurity, let's keep him away from humans because a human could die on him. So Omareflifa V de Rehuna mishmder of as you see for them that Tumas haes hutbitsibu, we're not worried about somebody dying on him because even if somebody dies on him, it'll the service will go ahead because Tumas Meis is what's called hutra, it's totally permitted. Ravina says Afilutema, tumus Hames toya bitsibor, you really don't have to go that far and say that it's totally allowed uh death impurity. Uh, even if you want to say it's not totally allowed, the reason that we're not worried about it is shkiach. it doesn't happen all the time that people drop dead on you it just doesn't uh and even if they die, there's usually a little bit of notice right? so but tumas shkiach that a woman would menstruate that's a normal t- kind of thing, and so that's a little more common it could be and again, this is the theme that we really have the as the question well. Uh, we, we need the Yom Kippur service to come off, so we take care of everything. And we said, one view is, well, what if his wife dies? So let's, let's make a substitute wife. And so the answer is, you, you can't go too far. You can't, keep, you can't worry about every possible thing. You have to deal with what's reasonable. In other words, there's always a reasonable amount of due diligence, and then there's always nuts. <laughs> that, that's really been the issue with COVID: is that there's there's what's reasonable, and then there's what's nuts. You know, <laughs> and so it's uh, if anybody knows exactly how to define that. So that's really the question over here: um, uh, what's reasonable due diligence? So we're saying, okay, to say that he should. Uh, not avoid relations with his wife for the week because that that's too much of a potential for a problem that's that's you could argue that's reasonable due diligence the idea that he can't talk to anybody because they might drop dead on him on the spot uh, that's already not due diligence that's what we want to say but now that we've opened the subject of the allowance for death impurity now the Gemara is going to examine it and we'll spend a little bit of time on it, and uh, that's going to be today's discussion. It mar death impurity. Rev Nachman says hutra habib tzibor. He says it's totally okay. It's hutra. It's mutter. Roshes says no duhu yehi In certain cases, it's pushed off, but it's still not ideal. We still try to avoid it. It's not totally okay. So the is going to explain. If you have Kohanim that are tamei and you have Kohanim that are tahor, so even though it's sometimes permitted, everybody agrees that tahorim abdi Tameim lo You for sure should get the, the guys that are not tamei to do it. Kiplegi. What if the entire group of Kohanim that's doing the service right now are tamei? La tahorim. Would you have to then go and get Kohanim who are off duty? Would you have to then go from a different group? Rev. Nachman says, He says, well, it's totally okay. You don't have to try to get a Kohen who's off duty. You, that's already not reasonable. You can work with the Kohanim that are here that are tame. Roshesha says, no. It's just pushed off. If we have to, we push it off. But if you could find a Kohen, even if he's not on duty, you know, go find one, a look for him. So that's the debate whether it's totally okay or it's only okay if there's no other choice. And the difference would be if you have to make sure there's no other choice. Some people say even if you have both some kohanim that are pure and some that are impure, they still argue. Rev Nachman says, Nachman, um, uh, he argues, He argues, he says, even if there are kohanim that are on duty, but they're in a different part of the base of Migdosh, you still don't even have So totally okay, it's just okay. You don't have to worry about it. Why? As we turn to today's page, uh, Zayin to call Tumas Mase Betzibur Rachman Asharia. It's totally okay. Tumas Mase, if it's for a Tzibur, we don't worry about it. And that's why the Kohen Gadol has nothing to worry about uh, somebody dropping dead on him. Well, the service will go on. So again, so,
1: can you do, so? Is he arguing that you don't need a backup kohen? Is c- that basically what he's arguing?
0: Um, well, it could be you need a backup cohen if the kohen guttle dies. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> that's fair enough.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, totally right. Reason, though, but but, but Tumas
0: Mace would not be. You wouldn't need a backup kohen. Right. right. That's right. If that were the only concern, then you that's wouldn't need okay. a backup kohen. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so, the question is, uh, where did they get their opinions from? So, again, Rav Sheshis said that it was only, uh, it's Duhuya, which means it's accepted if there's no other choice. It literally means it's, it's pushed off in certain circumstances. Where did he learn that from? So, now they're going to fight it out, these two. So, over oh, Rav Sheshis, ami, where did I learn it from? The Tanya. Hi, hey, Omeru, Makriv Min Omer. Let's say a Kohen is in the base Hamigdash. And he's bringing them in so, Omer, then it and he finds, let's say, it becomes impure while he's holding it. There's a dead creepy uh, sitting in that, in that barley crop. You know, it came from a field, anything is possible, so, uh, or they, they, you know, they, they, there's a dead creepy there. So um, what should he do? So, Omer,. You know what? You try to get another one. You don't want to bring the Omer if it's Tomei, uh, so you try to get another one. The Ein shem Elohu, what if there is no other one? So, Omrim Lohari Hari we tell him, be smart and don't say anything, and bring it. Because now, what does it mean, be smart? You don't want people to think that the offering was no good or that it's ideal to do it this way. You don't have to announce to everybody, it's Tame, I'm going to bring it. <laughs> it's just, but you're allowed to bring it if there's no choice. Tani, miu. but what do we see? Omar, meviyinach, heirs, Tata If there is another way, you definitely go get the other way. So you see, even though we allow it, it's not that it's totally okay. It's totally okay if there's no choice. But if there is a choice, we don't allow it, right? We get the other one. So that's the proof that Rav brings, that it's only if you have no choice. It, clearly, if you have a choice, it says, get another one. If you see there is no other one, then shh, you know, just well, go ahead and do it. Is he
1: saying, though, the other choice is go out and get Kohanim that are
0: off-duty? Well, in this case, it's the offering that became tameh. No, I mean, right, that's right. He's God, saying you get Kohanim yeah. that are off-duty. If you have a choice, uh, go find another Cohen. There's other Kohanim. A that's right. That's the choice. choice. Yeah. So. Okay. Om Reb Nachman, so what's Reb Nachman going to respond to that? Reb Nachman said, it's totally, okay. you don't need to go take extreme measures. Uh, why did so? He says, Modine That's different. You know why? Because that Corbin was eaten. Uh, and when you need to eat the Corbin, you can't bring it b'tumah. Because, uh, the, in other words, if the only thing is that Hashem has to get the Corbin get the offering, so he'll take it even b'tumah. But if it has to be eaten, uh, nobody gets to eat it when it's tamay. So in that particular case, even Rev Nachman, who says, Tumahut Shubitzibur, agrees that it, uh, we don't allow it to go ahead because you need to eat it. Uh, so uh, there, therefore, uh, in that case, he agrees that you would try to get it to her so people could eat it. Okay. Meisveh more wants to ask another question. Hayu makre minchas parim ve'elim A person is bringing kohen. Uh, it's in the base of Migdush. And he's bringing flower offerings that come with cows, that come with rams, that come with sheep. And there's that dead creepy. Or something else. He becomes Tame. The offering becomes Tame. So what do we do? Omar, you go and get a substitute. Try to go bring another offering that's not Tame. What happens if there is no substitute? Omer, lo, we tell the Kohen, have a be smart. Shosek, don't tell everybody and bring it. But what do you see? Here also, you get a substitute. And uh, this is not necessarily an offering that's eaten afterwards. That was the answer that we gave before. That in that case, everybody, by the Omer, everybody agrees to get a substitute because that's eaten afterwards. But this isn't talking about the Omer. And you see that you still try to get a substitute. So you see that it's not totally permitted. You see that if you have a choice, you try to find another solution. So my lap, in what's our case, parim e'eluk vashem, the cows, the rams, the sheep, where's I talking the holiday, and you still try to get the substitute. So this is a proof to Rav that if you have another choice, you tried for another choice. So what's Rav Nachman going to answer? No, you got the case wrong. Parim pri uh, he said, what kind of cow are we talking about? We're talking about a cow that's brought. We're not talking about a festival offering. We're talking about the cow that's brought when somebody worshipped idols by mistake. Even though it's brought by the community. This idea that the community is allowed to bring, that's talking about a case where it's, it has to be brought at a certain time. When you have to bring a timely offering, you can't go around looking for Tahar. You can bring it as it is. But if something doesn't have to be brought today, of course we don't accept Tuma. Even Reb Nachman, who was, says that your tumah is permitted, that's only something that's timely. If There's no time requirement, so go get a Tahar one. Every, everybody agrees pure is better. <laughs> the question is when you're in a rush, when you have to bring the communal offering. So he says this case of the Korban, talking about the idol Korban, you can bring that any time. Uh, my and the Elim and the ram is talking about Elusha Aram. That, that's the Aran ram, the Afa, Gavtakviyel, Ozman, even though it has to be brought in a certain time, Kivin de Yachidu, that's not talking about a communal offering. So there, you better get a, a good one because that's not communal. His rule was the communal offerings to Mohotribetzi, that's not necessarily a communal offering. And what kind of sheep? He's talking about the sheep that comes with the Omer, Di'ikisharaim, Lochloh. So really, this is not a proof to anything, because Reb Nachman himself would agree, if it's talking about these th- three particular cases, even he agrees that you, you, you try not to bring a bituma. Now it's, it's only when it's a communal seber offering that's time-bound that you can get out of t- the tumah is okay. But in the, therefore, it's not a question on Reb Nachman. Since it wasn't so clear what those cases were, he could learn that it's referring to those three kind of cases. Okay, fine. So Rav Nachman and Hashish are both holding their ground so far. Mesve next question. Dam shenitma. let's say the blood became tame. The blood of an offering came tame. Vizarku, and they went ahead and they sprinkled it anyways. Bishogi Hurtza Bamezilohza. Uh we say that uh, that if he did it by mistake, the that's uh Hurtza. Now we're going to we talk about this a little Hurza. He's talking about here that there is an insurance policy in the Besemigdash. They knew that it's impossible to uh when you have thousands of people coming every day to not have some things become Tame and you're not aware of it till later. You took that road to the There's somebody buried on that road or or you didn't realize that this creature is Tame, this creature is tumbe. So uh, you forgot to go to the mikvah, or uh, you had an interposition. There are many ways in which, so there's a concept that the Kohen Gadol would wear a gold plate on his forehead, to, uh, and that would fix, if by mistake, somebody did something impure, the offering could still be accepted, as long as it was a mistake. That's bishogig. If it wasn't purpose, then it doesn't, it doesn't help. So now, why do you need the Kohen Gadol? to fix a problem of Tumah, we're saying that you're allowed to bring B'Tumah, so you don't need the tzitz, f- it's not even a problem, so the more said, maybe he's talking about a private offering Wait, that was brought B'Tumah,
1: that's what's called hortza.
0: Hortza, yeah, it comes from the Point word like near. T- and
1: then the tzitz fixes the fix, uh, the fix. Hortza
0: means it fixes it,
1: see, it. Okay.
0: so the more said, maybe we're talking about a private offering, but a, a communal offering, that's different. Hmm. Um, Let's see. We could do the Rashi here, lo Lohza. Let's take a look at that rashi. Right in the middle of the page. If he did it on purpose, we said we the tzitz doesn't work. pisha What do you mean it doesn't work? The tzitz works for any Tuma. The answer is The rabbis made a penalty. shlo that we won't let you eat the meat. but really the owner gets atonement, the lo Nisi Hulazorak and uh, we don't want you to bring something that's not needed in the temple, because really it's fit. But we see that it's, uh, it's not okay, it's only good because the tzitz fixes it. Uh, okay, back to the Gemara. So now we're going to talk a little more about this tzitz, or, or we're still going to try to prove. See, the problem here is that um, it, it seems to be that tzitz is the enemy, and in some cases the tzitz fixes it. But if you say Tumah Sibur, then Tumah is not the enemy, so to speak. So what do you need the sits for? That was kind of the question. But this first part of the question we can answer very easily. That is talking about everybody agrees in a private offering. You can't get away with Tumah. It's only for the community. So Tashma, comment here. Al-Ma tzitz What is so what does the sits work for? Aladam on blood. Al-Abasr, v'al-Acheleth. that's something that became impure. Baby bishogi, whether it was by mistake, baby b'mezid. Bein ba'onus whether it could have been prevented. Bein baratzon whether he did it on purpose. Bein bain Bein Um uh, The onus means he could not have prevented it. But doesn't either way the tzitz works. The kadai, kadayt hutu Now if tuma is totally permitted, lamer l'ritzoi. Why do you even need a ritzoi? Why do you need the tzitz to to fix it? Nachman ki so one answer is, this same answer we gave before, essentially, is that we only need the insurance policy. We only need the tzitz to fix Tuma if a private person did it. Or, even if it's a communal offering, a those communal offerings will cover the uzman, that don't have a set time. Because we said before that even Rev Nachman, who says it's totally okay for the community to bring something that's impure, that's when it's time-bound. But if it's not time-bound, so there's no rush. Go get a tahor one. So, uh, so basically, he's able to answer that question. Uh, th- th- the scenario is the following. Everybody agrees that Tumah is the enemy. Again, so to speak, it's not good. The question is, if the communal offering becomes tammeh, uh, what? Uh, w- w- how far do they have to go to bring a tahor one? So, but we do, Reb Nachman does agree if it's a private offering, we don't let it. And he does agree if it's not time-bound, we don't let it. It's only when it's time-bound and it's communal that Rav Nachman says that you don't have to do uh, go look for a kohen of duty or do any anything special. Okay, so we're still Rabbi Stein? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: this is the this is the kind Gadol of, wears the the one that says Kadosh Lashem.
0: Correct. Is that what you're talking about? That's right. The one that's in the basement <laughs> of the Vatican. That's right. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. So this is... This is the first time I've heard that the tzitz actually has a function. What is the relationship of the tzitz to to a a, a tumah carbon?
0: We'll see a little more. It's a little more is coming up, uh, um, but uh, that it, it seems clear from the psukim that the tzitz takes care of the sin of tuma. That it's uh, that it's uh, what, let's let's just go back for a second. We this before. Somewhere. Yeah, we did have it before. Yeah, Psalmen, right? There. Yeah, we did. Oh. We had a Psalmen, but I'm
1: sorry, I must have missed that.
0: Um, but in general, there's a concept that a lot of the things that the Kohanim did in the Beis Hamikdash are to fix a specific sin. So uh, we were talking about yesterday, for example, the pomegranate, the bells on the on the uh, on the tunic. Were to atone for like the the and horror that people speak, so that it makes like a noise, or the the every every, every particular thing that the Kohanim did was uh, to fix a certain. In other words, uh, we want Hashem to be with us, to dwell His presence to be with us, but our sins chase Him away. So the idea of the service was that there there it's a fix for certain sins that might chase away uh, Hashem from uh, our, our pre- Hashem's presence. So one of those problems would be if we're involved with Tumah. There are certain aspects of Tumah that chase Hisham away, so uh, the tzitz fixes those things. But there are other, the the big kahuna and the korbanos, everything fixes something. Uh, For example, if a person... uh, does a certain sin, so he brings a korban to get close to Hashem again. If he steals something, if he does everything, every the the base of mikdash is to fix our relationship with Hashem by bringing various atonements. So apparently, the tzitz also has its function in that way. Okay.
1: Okay. Also, to question of if the blood itself is tame, if it's if it's I, I guess more than a more than a shani, uh, can it be metame the kalim of the um, of the mizbeach? when they
0: sprinkle it. So you have to go into those rules. It depends on what you know, what level it is and uh, would they then have to take it to the mikvah? They'd have to look into that. And with, uh, it, you're asking a different question, which is even if the korban worked, would you have to redunk certain things in the base amygdosh? Because uh, you're still dealing with tumah. It doesn't mean that it's not tume, It just means that the korban doesn't have to be re-broad. Yeah, But it, it could be... It could be they got to fix things, yes, correct. I imagine It's possible. I, you'd have to look into the level of Tumo and what, what you got to do, but uh, I imagine they'd have to total things if they... Uh, yeah, if they, they, they,
1: kept all, they kept alternate Kalem for everything in the base of
0: just that they could, right, for, this, for that eventuality. Correct, correct, yeah. Yeah, they had, they had a backup for, not just for the Klingadal, for everything. For everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Mace Faye, the more has a question. Four lines from the bottom. The nosa aron avon and aron will carry the kohen gadol will, will fix the sin of holy things that are not brought holy. The ki what what kind of which things can he fix? Im avon pigle if he's coming to fix the pigle. So if you remember, pigle is when the kohen had the wrong thoughts when he was bringing it. So uh, he can't fix everything. Harkbar This little piggy isn't going to get fixed. Uh, it's just a certain thing, pigle You can't fix. The im of a noser, and if we're talking about, so this um, uh, this word noser is a little confusing. Noser means leftovers, but in this sense, it means if you want to bring the korban late when it's past the time, so it already says lo yechashia, you can't do that either. Basically, uh, piggol was chutz uh and chutz um, mekomo, and noser is um, chutz lismano and so. Neither one, uh, ne- neither one, can be fixed. If he has the wrong time or the wrong place, basically there are certain things you can't fix. So if the Kohen has the wrong thoughts, the uh, the Tzitz can't take care of that. Uh, as we turn the page, so then what can the Tzitz fix? Ella Avun Tuma shahutra. The Tzitz comes to fix uh, the sin of Tuma uh, that's uh, that's permitted if it was brought by Tuma. Mechala le Uh it uh, comes to fix. If the Tzibor brought tumah, uh, then uh, the uh, which is uh, the uh, the tzitz will fix that sin. Vekasher le and that's a question on rucheshes because he said he clearly says that the tumah is permitted betzibur. Um, so if that's permitted betzibur, rucheshes said it's it's not permitted. He said only de facto it's Dichuya betzibur. So this clearly uses an expression that uh, the Tuma is totally okay, and Rosh Hashish said it's not totally okay, it's only de facto okay. So this, the wording by the tzitz over here seems to be a slam dunk against Rosh Hashish. So Mor said, you're right, it is a slam dunk, but there are different opinions about it. Tanahi. That really it's a much earlier argument uh, what the tzitz will help, what it will not help, and uh, then let's take a look at it. The tanya, we learned the following. Tits. The coin guttel wears this sits. So uh, d- how does it work? You know, usually you get the atonement after you do what brings the atonement. So here, when the coin ghetto puts on the tits, then it works. What if the coin ghetto wasn't there that day? Uh, if he, so nobody's wearing the tits. So if nobody's wearing it, does that sin get fixed or not? So we learn whether it's on his forehead or whether it's not on his forehead. The tzitz takes care of it even if he's not wearing it.
1: Did the Kohen all leave his clothes and accoutrements in the base of Mikdash? Or did that come home with him? Did he wear that stuff home?
0: Um, We'll talk a little bit about that later but no, he had to change before he left the base of the right. In other words, he had to... it's still there. It's still there, right. That's right, okay. yeah. Rabbi Yehuda says, no. He says, Odeno al Mitzko, if he's wearing it on his head, on his forehead, Miratza, then the Tzitz works. Ain Odeno al Mitzko, if it's not on his forehead, Ain O Miratza, then it won't work. So, uh, so there's a debate here about how the Tzitz uh, functions. Is it by, by nature that it exists, or is it when it's being put in use? I can prove to you uh, that you don't got to wear it all the time, and it works. Cause the tzitz was gold; it was a gold, it was gold plated. And uh, on Yom Kippur, there were certain times where you didn't wear the gold. You didn't. He wore all white, so he didn't wear gold because it reminds Hashem of the golden calf. So on Yom Kippur, there's a time where he's she'ino danu Amitsko. And certainly on Yom Kippur, everything is forgi- forgiven, so you see that you really don't have to wear it all the time. It's, that should be a good proof. He says on Yom Kippur, you don't need to wear it, because the, the, all, Yom Kippur, all they bring are communal offerings. Uh, so uh, it's totally, you don't even need to fix the sin of Tuma, because there's, it's all communal. So the uh, so what do you see from the debate over there? That seems to be the debate. Is it totally okay or is it not totally okay? Do you need to wear the tzitz or do you not need to wear the tzitz? So Amrabai, um, let's get let's try to understand this debate. So he says, <laughs> if the tzitz is broken, it doesn't work. Can't have a broken tzitz. Keep <laughs> legi. The debate is that totally <laughs> besixsa if it's hanging on a pole? That's the debate. <laughs> is, is it only when it's on the forehead that it's, that it's radioactive, that it works? Mm-hmm. When it's on his forehead, then it's, 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 the coin's mind makes it work. It
1: that's a, yeah, that's
0: exactly what I was going to want. I was yeah. wondering if they were going to shoot towards that. Reb Shimon says, no, it says it always works. What does it mean, Tommy? What does it mean always? if you mean to say it's always on his head what do you mean it's always on his head boy, he's got to go to the bathroom sometime you got to take the tits off before you go to the bathroom or boy, isn't he going to go to sleep uh and so uh the um the toaster he him says well what about when he's eating does he have to take the tits off when he's eating? He's eating a Corbin steak. You know, he's having a schlummim. Does he got to take the tits off? Is that is that respectable? I um, wonder
1: if he could, like, um, uh, pickle. I wonder if he could not have the right thought with the tits, with the on tits. And, and avoid it making something tahoe.
0: So it sounds like only if the tits is broken. So uh, Michael's asking, does. Does he have to have the right thoughts to actualize the sits? That's
1: right. Or if, he, if he's I'm just... I if that's what the argument is because it has to be on his head, it has to be worn. That's what... Is it conscious or unconscious? Is that what, is that what you're yeah. asking?
0: Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, in, in other words, if you say that sits always works, but it it, it it can't be always. There's got to be some time that a person isn't uh, actualizing it. Tomin Muratsu. So this wants to say that it, it always works. But the question is... Doesn't Rebbe Huda agree to that also? Because that's a pusik in the Torah. I it says all the time. So he says Tammit is telling you something else. Not that it always, it always works when you're wearing it. If you're not wearing it, it doesn't work. So why does it say always? So it comes to tell us a, a concept. Tamit, shalom yasiach daitum He shouldn't forget he's wearing it. Kidarava, and we find a very similar thing by Tefillin. Tfilin and sits. They go hand-in-hand, hand, by the way. They're both on the forehead. They both deal with, like, the thinking. Uh, the, he says, A person is always supposed to touch their tefillin. And, and again, it, you'll see that in the middle of the show, sure, like people are, like, straightening it out. and You know, that a person is always supposed to have it in mind. Uh, and where do we learn out? We learn out from the tzitz. Um, the, uh, we can go to tomorrow's page. Sitz only has Hashem's name written in it once. And the Torah says, that you always got to have in mind, there's Hashem's name there. You see, it's rude to to uh, not think about Hashem. Tvilin, tvilin has many of Hashem's names. That scores hard, but certainly you have to think about it all the time. And so, uh, therefore, a person should always... Never forget he's wearing his uh, tfilin. One of the reasons we don't wear tfilin at night is that at night people get tired, and uh, you're really not supposed to wear tfilin if you're going to doze because you, you're not thinking about Hashem. That's the, uh, that's the part of the, the concept. So, um, okay. So um, we will stop here. But uh, again, we're in the middle of this discussion about uh, the debate between Rev Nachman and Rev Sheshesh. And uh, that debate is that everybody agrees that, to the concept that if the communal offering had got Tumas Meis, the impurity of death, that under certain circumstances it can be brought. The question is, is it an automatic leniency uh, and you don't have to worry about it, just bring it? Or do you have to see if there's another option? Do you have to see if there's another Kohen? Do you have to see if there's another offering? Is it what's called Duhuya or is it what's called Hutra? And the area that we tried to bring a proof from was the tzitz, the concept of the coin guttles forehead, uh, um, uh, headband, or whatever you want to call it, that that seems to get certain sins forgiven. And so the question was, uh, why do you need it forgiven if you're allowed to bring it? Well, it's for the times where you're not allowed to bring it. And uh, we just want to try to figure out when does that work and when does it not work?